welcome back to another episode of the Messy Bookshelf. I'm your host, Sarah. I'm Jade. And I'm David. And we're going to do a little check-in. If you haven't noticed, it's been two months since we've done an episode. So we just kind of wanted to check in on each other and kind of talk about, we know that COVID has affected everyone and everyone's um, job status. So we're just going to kind of talk about libraries in the time of COVID and how that's changed um, libraries. So, Jay, how are you doing? How's, how's work been going? Oh, it's been fine for the most part. Um, we've been open for a while now. Time, I couldn't even tell you like when we like reopened and everything. Um, but yeah, we've been open for a while. And then with the lifting of the mask mandate, um, it's now optional. I mean, if you're fully vaccinated, then, you know, you don't have to wear a mask inside, but um, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have been great. And I think people are just happy to just be able to do things and do start to keep doing more and more things. So um, it's been picking up, which has been nice. How was the, just because I'll bring it up when I'm talking about it. What about um, like the kids and the families? They are definitely itching for story time. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids person did just start outdoor story time uh, not too long ago. And I think she had like 30, almost 40 people come to story time in the morning mm-hmm. um, outside in the park behind us. And we're lucky enough to have a park um, right by the library. So it makes things a little easier. But uh, yeah, they are kids and parents especially are like ready for in-person programming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're almost there looking April to do some stuff in person, mm-hmm. um, at least indoors in person. Um, uh, but also we just have to clean the space mm-hmm. that we would normally use because it's kind of been a storage, a little bit of a storage facility for us. So, um, we got to kind of clean things up a bit, but we're, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. So okay. fingers crossed. That's good. <laughs> David, how, how have you been doing at your library? How, what's been going on at, at your library over the last couple of years to now? <laughs> well, the last couple of years, not much. The last <laughs> couple of months, not much. Um, just because, unfortunately, Omicron came up. and I it, will say, of the since um, the three of us work at three different libraries, David's library was actually the first to close out here in, in the desert. Yeah, we closed March 10th of 2020 for a two-week <laughs> shut closure, and that was just going to be close to the public. It was going to be staff were still coming in. We were just going to do projects, but it was just close to the public, which by the, I think it, that lasted one week-ish before <laughs> it became everybody go home. Mm-hmm. And then that two weeks turned into two and a half months as we're all away <laughs> in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say mine, because of our community that our library is in and serves, our city has used extreme caution just because there's so many seniors, you know, so it's, we, we were the, uh, our, it was pretty much the city decided, well, we were the first to close. We'll be the last to, go back to normal (laughs) not that back to we were the first to close we were 
the first to actually open to allow people in the building. And then it was like, well, we can be the last for everything else <laughs> because, <laughs> but there, there, there hasn't been the demand, you know? Um, and then like with Omicron, we went back to not necessarily a lockdown, but we just reduced services again. We went back to having half of our full-time staff remote and wrote, doing a rotation to limit the amount of potential mm-hmm. outbreaks because within our city, it did happen in a couple departments of the city where Omicron came in and took a couple departments out basically, or half a department out because of the, mm-hmm. the rotations and whatever. So, you know, it's like we, we, we did our, for own, or one and only in-person program of as gingerbread houses in December, we we're thinking like, oh, in February, maybe we'll start back up with stuff because January, we were going to have our writer's festival, which is going to be in person. And then end of December, it's like, we got to keep an eye on this Omicron variant. January, it was... Omicron's here. It's hitting hard yeah. in our area, so it's not happening. Writers' festivals canceled, mm-hmm. and now you know who knows. But then it's like every day we're getting calls. When's the book nook open? Which is our used bookstore. When is is that open? When is it going to open? <laughs> the observatory is getting. We're, most mm-hmm. of our calls are the book nook open. Is the observatory open? Both <laughs> have been closed since March of 2020. Wow. Mainly because with the book nook, it's a small space. Mm-hmm. All of the book nooks are run by volunteers. And I think the youngest is in their 60s. You know, oh, so it's oh, like, wow. we need to be careful. Right. Um, You're not going to force them to like, no, we're opening this. Well, well, so. that was the thing. Most of them wanted to come back earlier than we were ready to allow mm-hmm. them to because the city is worried about liability. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was our would be our worst nightmare is that we reopened the bookstore and then our 60, 70, 80, even up to 90 year old volunteers <laughs> then catch it. And yeah, you know, do you guys have, volu- have you guys had volunteers? Um, the friends are back and mm-hmm. the bookstore has been open mm-hmm. for quite some time now. Um, but we only have like two or three that come anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very minimal, but yeah, the bookstore has been open for a while. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in a big sale, trying to get rid of stuff. Yeah, so we haven't had a, the bookstore open, but we've, I think our, last October we had our first book sale, mm. and we've done two or three since then. One just because people keep bringing us stuff, and we don't have room, so we need to keep having book sales. Uh-huh. But we've had a few volunteers start up, and we're thinking in March get things going, hopefully, but. There's still the process because it's like we got to make sure that all these 60, 70, and 80 year olds remember how to do things after two years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it could be. And then with the observatory, it was tough because it's a small, really small facility. So when there was mandated capacity limits for the most, for like all of 2020, there was no reason for it to be open because it fits 40 people max. So if you can only do 10% capacity, it would be four people. <laughs> well, with the two staff members, I mean, two people, well, there's no point in 
doing yeah. a tour or an event for two people. Two people. <clears throat> and then also, COVID is it's um, it transmits through the eye very easily. So you can't be putting your eye up to an eyepiece on a telescope without. Yes. So, mm-hmm. like, then our staff was trying to develop ways to have either negate that issue or find a way to do it safely. So, like, I think they kind of designed this little using like a tube and some, I don't know, saran wrap or something <laughs> like that, you know, like a piece that goes over the eyepiece. So each person has theirs. Mm-hmm. And then after the event, we put in theory, cause we haven't reopened it, then have it sanitized and, you know, do things safely yeah. since it's, you know, we don't want it to, you know, it's like pink eye, you know, one person to get it and everybody's got pink eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we'll get back to, and or, uh, it's funny because we keep saying, you know, we're going to go back to normal, normal stuff. And, you know, patrons interpret that one way, staff interprets that one way. <laughs> so I've started saying standard operations or standard whatever, because it was like, at this point, we've had, at least at my library, we've had two different normals. We had the first year of COVID normal, then we've had the second year of COVID normal. So it's like, We've had, you can't say normal yeah, because it's like when you've been doing the same thing for a year, at that point, it's the normal, (laughs) the norm, it is the norm. So Mm -hmm. that's why I say our standard operations, our standard procedures, you know, as we get into the endemic phase and move into normalcy-ish. Yep. I I kind of struggled with it. Um, our library was closed and then we opened up, but as the as the children, well, most of my career has been with children's services. So, um, and I've always done like heavy programming. So not having that was was really difficult for me, um, not being able to, to be with the kiddos. But then when we went back and we did start doing programming in the trying to do virtual programming and um, parents were all about it and the kids were all about it, but then we weren't necessarily seeing seeing numbers in the virtual. So as far as like the programming stats, like I felt and I and I'm still kind of dealing with it now. Um, we started programming back up at, towards the end or like the fall and winter of 2020 up until now and it's been um like like the little kids kind of like what you were saying jade is um like the, the story time families like for like when are you doing story times we want in-person story times and it's like well, we can't have it in the building so we started doing it outside and the numbers were like massive and we would go around the community so that it wasn't just at the library and doing it multiple times a week um but with like the older kids like parents were wanting stuff and it's like well that's that's at this time we can only do virtual stuff and the kids were over the virtual you know even in the beginning they were over it and mm-hmm. the were like yeah i can't have my child like being in oh, screen for, that much yeah, yeah um for everything and so it was some of my programs were good they were able to function like with a smaller group um so like i did my book club very successfully and i did some other programs but i'm so used to doing so many programs and having like a large number that it's like it's kind of been like a hit to my ego 
with um, the low numbers, I'm not like, I should be happy with it because we're experiencing something that is, you know, so crazy. And so like, I really beat myself up over it when like, I shouldn't. And like some of my coworkers tell me that like, chill out, we're going through a freaking pandemic, Sarah. <laughs> but um, it's been, and I think a lot of children's service people, I, I've read how like other libraries have handled this, particularly in children or youth services. And they've all kind of said the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I, that's what I've been dealing with for the last couple of years. And I really haven't seen a change like in a good way, like getting more people. Um, obviously now we are doing in-person stuff, but I'm still kind of struggling for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to having, um, like, like 20 kids, like for the middle school age, um, age group. And, and they're much smaller than that. And teens, like teens are always hard to get into the library, but I was very fortunate that before the pandemic hit, um, we had a lot of teens coming into our library and it's it's not like it was so it's like it's really hard for me and it's just like i feel like i'm not doing a good job but i like i have to remind myself like we went through something like really devastating and it's yeah. having an effect and it's it's probably going to be this way for a bit because people are just they're over the virtual they don't want anything for the kids they don't want anything virtual and it's just it's hard getting them in because they're just getting used to being back in the classroom and all that kind of stuff so it's been like, I'm feeling a little bit better, but it has been like really difficult for me. So um, I, I think that's why it was important. Like, I thought we did like a little check-in just to see where everyone is and just to see how libraries have been affected. And I, I feel fortunate, and I know David has said this too, um, how like our staff was treated um, because there are a lot of library workers um, who have not been treated uh, well in this, during this pandemic, whether mm -hmm. it was dealing with a city or a county or patrons coming in, um, a coworker told me about, and I never went and like looked it up on my own, but this library situation happening in Hawaii is like crazy how horrible patrons are, are treating the staff in this um, Hawaiian public library. So I feel very fortunate that I've haven't been verbally attacked or physically <laughs> attacked by patrons or whatever, or just having to deal with like the politics between city or, you know, city saying you're going to be open, but other city departments are closed and having to just deal with that. And a lot of library people were saying like, even though we're not front front line workers, like nurses and other people in a certain way we are, because you're telling us to be open and, servicing the public a different way than you know we were before all this happened mm -hmm. so it's been it's been interesting to see how the pandemic has hit libraries because i'm sure a lot of people did not think about libraries during this time and so it's been i don't know the right word to say <laughs> it's been a challenge eventful mm -hmm. and a challenge mm -hmm. i think everybody's has seen online a really popular theme of meme right now is living through history stinks. <laughs> and I don't want to live through some more history. And, you know, it's like, I think all three of us would agree that, yeah, in particular, I mean, every industry had their struggles. Yeah, and right. I know in, in California where we are, there was a lot of libraries that 
got shut down because yes. of budget cuts. There's yep. a lot of libraries that had to reduce staff through yes. furloughs mm-hmm. or layoffs because of budget cuts. And mm-hmm. my library, fortunately, the budget cuts were to things that weren't staff. Like mm-hmm. we bought less DVDs. Well, fortunately for us, we could cut DVDs because for a half a year, there <laughs> were no new movies coming mm-hmm. out, you know? Yeah, and, everyone's streaming. Yeah, and then now it's also, yeah, the demand for DVDs is lower because now even the holdouts are streaming now because COVID pushed everyone to streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just the surf numbers for everything in libraries is... Is way down, is but way then, down. but like with us, you know, like our not necessarily like youth services were so heavy programming, but our adult stuff was very heavy programming. But then when there was no in-person stuff, well, we don't need that budget. So then there's our budget cut. And it was so fortunate for us. It was like, that's what gave us the bubble to keep our staff fully intact. Now did everybody get, well, actually, I, I think some of our staff were fortunate enough to get more hours than mm-hmm. they would have in the past because mm-hmm. of doing rotations of staff in and out right. to keep some distance so the whole library doesn't get taken out if there was an outbreak or a spreader event or anything. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, other places weren't as fortunate. I mean, right. I mean our areas tourism heavy i mean it's the main industry is tourism and so with no traveling and no none of that you know the hospitality industry was hit hard the restaurant industry has been hit hard and still hasn't really recovered like like the rest of the country mm-hmm. right and well it's crazy just just because california is so huge and listening to other libraries in california like if we have all said our libraries opened um I don't want to say early, but there are other libraries in California that are like just now, you know, Uh opening back up. Yeah. It's like when I started hearing that or listening to other coworkers kind of talk about that, it's like, what? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that's. Yeah. Well, and part of that is just like, part of it is like, wait, what's the, we need to clarify here because like, was it that they, is it that they, there, cause there's different stages. Like I know last summer we kind of went more towards normal-ish operations because it's like, okay, we're, you know, things are better. So we're like, we're, we'll bring back some furniture, bring back computers and those kind of things. <clears throat> and around that time was, we'd been reopened after lockdown for a year and then, you know, some were like, oh, yeah, I was just on a webinar where there's a library that they just now came back to the building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a, so it was like, were they doing curbside services or appointments or something where like it was just pickup or is it, are they just now letting people come back into the building? But then we've been getting those phone calls for the last two years. Yeah. Oh, are you open? Yes. Well, like to actually come in, like yeah. yes. yes. I've had a couple patrons just in the last couple of weeks. 
You're open? I didn't I know you were open. I haven't been in the library <laughs> in two years. Yeah. I, when did you guys open? Yeah. We're, yeah. Same. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, it's like we opened, we, we opened back up after like in June of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we're going on two years that you've been able to come into the building. Well, I didn't. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And that's why your account's still blocked because you still have your books that you took out in February of 2020. <laughs> Please bring them back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm, yeah. Just kind of have patience with yourself, with each other. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy (laughs) by any means, but we're getting there. And it's just one day at a time, one step at a time. But there's not much more you can do than just roll with it. And whatever happens, happens. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be better with getting our material out. Um, so yeah thank you guys so much for listening and you can follow us on instagram messy bookshelf podcast